Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocial Fans. And you guys are tuning in to episode 72 of the FOMO Fans podcast. And on this episode, we're talking... Facebook and Instagram, the value for brands and entrepreneurs leveraging these platforms in 2018. Uh, For those that are listening, you probably hopefully listened to episode 71 where I talked about the value of Twitter and and really what the brands are are, are doing uh, on the value of Twitter. So um, that episode got a lot of great feedback. Uh, I think it surprised a lot of people. Uh, I talked about customer service, customer experience. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about Facebook and Instagram right now on this episode. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these platforms. Uh, Instagram has turned into pretty much my favorite platform uh, from a personal consumption perspective, um, and I would have never guessed I said that. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys check out uh, the last episode on Twitter. And I am live right now, very omni-century. I am live on Instagram Live. I am live on Facebook Live. We are live on YouTube Live and also streaming to Periscope uh, out there on the Twitter. So thank you, everybody, for uh, sharing the broadcast out. Thank you for... Um, you know, kind of joining me live. Uh, if you are joining live, I am doing a webinar here, which I talked about a little bit earlier with my friends over at Nimble on digital storytelling. Uh, and if you are watching live, throw your questions in the live broadcast. Um, I will try to pull your questions in or I will shape the conversation in that direction. But you know, as I'm talking Facebook and Instagram, of course, I, I did a whole episode very recently on Facebook and the, and the Mark Zuckerberg drama with the, the data and I, I, I feel very strongly that it got blown out of proportion and that we as the users have been willing to give up our data for a long time for, because you know if you're getting an app for free, like we get Facebook for free, um, we're paying with our data. And the data is what is being leveraged from sales and marketing and advertisers. And that's not really, that shouldn't be a surprise. Um, the crazy part about this is it was a surprise for so many people where I don't think it should have been a surprise for so many people. Um, but I digress on that side. But I want to kind of talk about Facebook itself. And, you know, a lot of people have coming to me now and saying, Brian, you know, we heard about this like delete Facebook concept. And then we've been really worried about, um, you know, Facebook and its role with, um, you know, deleting uh, organic reach and Facebook really, you know, uh, eliminating or or kind of taking away all all organic reach from pages. You know, what's the value of Facebook groups? And then, of course, like where do we go with Facebook groups? And so, this is one of the things when I look at Facebook. Uh, I, I believe, you know, I, I use the hashtag, you know, in Zuck we trust. Uh, I trust Mark Zuckerberg. I believe what Mark Zuckerberg, um, his vision, I believe he is a good human. I believe what he wants to do with the power of social networking um, and Facebook as a whole is positive. I look at him um, really as kind of transcending a lot of things that we want out there. But that doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. It doesn't mean um, that he's not trying new things. But one of the things that I, I kind of try to remind people on 
you know, if you are a brand or an entrepreneur, what Facebook is doing is Facebook cares more about their users experience than they care about the bottom line. And yes, Facebook's making millions of dollars and billions of dollars. And, and that's, you know, it's easy to say, but here's one of the things that I look at that, right? And so one of the things that what I think Facebook did, which I think is pretty smart is they said, you know what, we're going to stop showing as much crappy branded content. And all those brands that have been faking it and they, you know, been using Using Facebook Live and then putting a fake image over top of it, we're going to start penalizing them. We're not going to allow them to benefit from uh, everything that, that is going on on Facebook. And because Facebook does care about their user base, Facebook, you know, and I, and I, and I believe this with all of my heart, is they, they are trying their best to give the best possible experience for their users. And sometimes that means less brands, less advertising, less, but that doesn't mean that there isn't value on Facebook. And this is how I like to look at it. You know, I look at Facebook as a network. I look at Twitter as a community. And and both of these are needed because here's the thing about Facebook is that the only people that see your content on Facebook are people that know you or like you or that you send an advertisement to, right? So yes, you might put an advertisement out there for your audience to see and you might be using a paid ad and paid social is a little bit different in this conversation. But the thing about Facebook that's really interesting is that Facebook, you know, the search on Facebook kind of sucks. Um, Facebook from a standpoint of, of reaching people that already don't like your page doesn't it really exist. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have value because Here's the thing that drives me crazy is that someone says, well, Brian, you know, we're using Facebook Live, we're, we're, we're doing all these things on Facebook, and we're doing the exact same strategy on YouTube, we have the exact same strategy for our social channel on LinkedIn and on Twitter, and I'm like, why are you having the exact same strategy for Facebook, where Facebook is only, the content that you're creating for Facebook is being seen by those that already liked your page. When you push content to Twitter, P- Twitter gets pushed out to the public ecosystem of the world, and people search hashtags, people search phrases people will jump in and find your content because it's be retweeted. I mean, how many brands get shares on content? Not very often. So the idea is that when I'm looking at Facebook, when I'm creating content just for Facebook, I'm thinking of it this way. I don't need to introduce myself. I don't need to tell people who I am. I don't need to tell them what I'm about. I need to talk with them uh, directly because they already know who I am. They're already a part of my of my network. Versus when I talked about last episode, when you're pushing up something out the Twitter, you're you're pretty much pushing now to the greater ecosystem of, of that world. And, and this is an interesting conversation because Instagram is kind of the hybrid of the two where Facebook, when I, when I post to Facebook, I'm thinking about only the people that already liked my account on Facebook, right? So that's who I'm posting to on Facebook. When I'm on Twitter, I'm posting to all the world. Well, on Instagram, you have your followers on Instagram, especially if you have a public account. Um, but then you have the hashtags, and the hashtags on Instagram are massively important because I don't know about you guys, but for me on Instagram, there's two things I do on Instagram right now. I look at stories and I search hashtags. That's really what I do. I don't even I don't even scroll my feed because Instagram has decided to make my feed all kinds of really confusing. Uh, what's up, Dave? Dave was in the house from Iographer. Thanks for jumping in, Dave, for the live one. Um, and I have a couple questions here where we're talking about um, Snapchat versus Instagram, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Snapchat, for those that didn't know, it is Thursday, and today Snapchat released their Spectacle version 2 uh, sunglasses, and so version 2 is now out. Uh, you can buy it on spectacles.com. Uh, I did get myself a pair of the new spectacles, some cool features on that. But 
on the whole point of Instagram is that Instagram really leverages hashtags. And I always say this, and, and I'm not sure if everybody really understands the importance or value of hashtags. And I, let me simplify this because hashtags on Facebook doesn't really add value because no one searches on Facebook for a hashtag. But on Instagram, the reason it adds value is, and, and let's, because some people are like, well, why don't, why don't you just search like the names? Well, here's the thing. If you're posting a picture of a beautiful beach and the caption that you use is a uh, beautiful scene or living the, living the dream in Puerto Vallarta at the Hard Rock Hotel, which is an Instagram post that I recently just uh, posted just a, a few days ago. Well, if, if I only use that caption and someone was searching inside of Instagram, they would have to search for like beautiful beach or Puerto Vallarta or Hard Rock Hotel. But really that picture has so much more than just my caption. So you get up to 30 hashtags on Instagram that you can use up to 30, 30 of them will become searchable. And so what you can do is you can say hashtag beach, hashtag ocean, hashtag live in the dream, hashtag entrepreneur life. And what you're doing is you're providing glue or sticky keywords that are associated with that picture or image on Instagram. And so this is why when people look at me and I'm they're like, well, should I use hashtags on Instagram? Hell yes. Should you use them on Facebook? I'm not really sold. Should you use them on LinkedIn? Well, I'm going to tell you my answer to that on the next episode of this show. Uh, episode 73 will be about the value of LinkedIn. And just as a teaser, LinkedIn has been my most profitable uh, social network in 2018 for my business personally. And I'll share a little bit more about that. So when I look at all of this and I start looking at uh, everything that's out there, I look at it as an entrepreneur and a, a, a business owner. When you're looking on Instagram, Instagram allows you to tell your story in your feed. I really like Instagram stories. Instagram stories to me right now is my favorite uh, thing to create. I absolutely love Instagram stories because what Instagram stories is allows you to do is add context, background, behind the scenes to the pictures and the content you're posting on your Instagram feed. If someone looked at my Instagram feed right now, and I don't have my, uh, my I'm using my phone right now up there, but if someone just looked at my Instagram feed right now, they would be like, okay, pictures of his kids, pictures of him on stage, pictures of him as a Pittsburgh Penguin sports fan. But if they went into my Instagram stories, they would say, wow, wow, Brian is passionate. Brian loves what he's doing. Brian um, goes on stage and talks about blockchain yesterday. Brian, Brian loves uh, his, 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 uh, his fisheye lens on his iPhone. And so I look at Instagram stories as kind of like this, it's the context that adds to the substance that you post on your Instagram page. And then of course, there's also Instagram Live, which I am currently going, I am live right now as we speak on Instagram Live. And what Instagram Live is really nice is Instagram live only pushes your feed out to your existing Instagram followers. If you're, if you're, if someone's not following you, they're not getting a notification or they're not seeing your bubble that you're live on Instagram. So funny enough, Instagram live acts like Facebook because the only people that are going to tune into my Instagram live right now, the people that are watching it, I see you guys. Hello, Instagram live. Um, the people that are tuning in right now, they are following me on Instagram. 
But oftentimes the people that like my Instagram posts or even find my Instagram stories aren't following me on Instagram yet, very much like Twitter. And so the reason I, and I, and the reason I'm giving you guys all of this to, to kind of keep in mind is this is this is what I want you to take away from the series. I'm I'm doing a, a kind of a five part series on all the different social networks and their value. And this is just my opinion. You might disagree, and if you do, send me a tweet or a post on the Facebook Live that I'm doing here. But here's here's the. Here's what I'm looking at at these platforms is there. And this is what I want you to take away. This is the underlying principle from all of these. No one social network is the same as another one because the users are different. The interfaces are different. The features are different. And then this is the part I really want to come. I want to bring people back, back full circle with, right? Okay. So we're looking at Facebook and Instagram and a lot of people look at the two as the same, but they are not the same for one major reason how people consume content on Facebook versus Instagram are completely different. When you're on Instagram, and, and for the longest time, Instagram has been a very passive news feed, right? You scroll on your phone, you scroll, you double tap because you like something, you scroll, scroll, maybe you comment on something, you scroll, tap, scroll, tap. So Instagram is a, a mobile consumption. Yes, they have a website and people can view it on the, on the web, but not very many people view content on the web. So Instagram, when when someone is on Instagram, they're on their mobile device, excuse me, more often than not. Therefore, I, I shape my content. I shape even my the captions that I write on my Instagram posts, knowing that someone is probably busy, knowing that someone is uh, is kind of all over, you know, they, they might be, you know, they might be sitting in traffic. They might be at their doctor's office. Maybe they're playing, you know, they're watching their kids at the park and they're scrolling Instagram. Where Facebook, Facebook, the variety of Facebook is all over the place. Some people come to Facebook to look at cat videos and crazy gifts. Other people browse Facebook up and down a couple times a day because they're just used to that. Some people come to Facebook because of Facebook groups. I, I've talked about this a long time. The the number one value for me as personal development as a speaker is a Facebook group that I belong to. I belong to a private Facebook group. And if you guys aren't familiar with the Facebook groups and why I love Facebook groups, there's a previous episode of this show of FOMO fans that you can go back and listen. I talk about this one Facebook group that has changed my life, that has made me better as a person, that has helped me as a speaker, and it's because of one Facebook group. But here's what I'm trying to explain is that People come to Facebook for Facebook Newsfeed, Facebook Watch, Facebook Live, Facebook Groups, Facebook Messenger, uh, you know, some of the, the silly games that are available on Facebook. So there's all of this. You're competing with all of this distraction and noise. And then on top of that, you're not getting very good organic reach on Facebook. So when I look at Facebook, I want to be very dialed in with the content I'm posting on Facebook because I know that it's very noisy. Where when someone opens Instagram, they're not going to Instagram for all of these other crazy things. More often than not, that user is scrolling your feed because they have a set amount of time. Or like me right now, Instagram is my favorite platform. When I wake up in the morning, first platform I open is Instagram. When I go to bed at night, the last platform I close at the end of the night is Instagram. Now that is crazy because for about six years, Twitter was the number one platform for me. And then for one year in 2016, uh, Snapchat became my favorite platform. And now for the last two years or so, last 18 months, Instagram has become my favorite platform. And now the reason that is for me is because marketers um, I, I follow a lot of marketers because most of my friends are marketers and it's really hard for marketers to 
ruin Instagram because you only get one link. You can't really automate Instagram. Instagram requires a little bit more effort. And a lot of my friends that are marketers, and this is no offense to them, um, they're very lazy on Instagram. They don't, they don't put near enough effort into Instagram, in my opinion. So the good news for me is that I get to engage with them and have conversations and it's kind of like a different feeling. And so I see people, you know, kind of talking about, Inst- so I look at, you know, and there's a difference between Instagram and Snapchat. Snapchat, it's still really hard to grow your audience. It's hard to be discovered. You know, even with their map features and your ability to tag other people, Snapchat is still, it's very niche focused. I, I still like Snapchat. I love Snapchat uh, spectacles, but I'm not spending near as much time on Snapchat as I am on Instagram. And here's the reason for me is Instagram. And I, and I just saw that Dave from uh, uh, Iographer, you know, Iographer is a sponsor here of the FOMO Fan Show. Uh, Dave said Instagram is huge for his business, which is selling the book bag that I, I gave away uh, recently on uh, one of my shows. Um, the 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 Iographer case, which is the case that I live stream on uh, using, which is you know a lot of fun. So it it is hard for marketers to ruin the Instagram experience, which is great for me because. You know what? Uh, marketers ruin a lot of my, and I'm I'm a marketer. I, I'm blaming myself for ruining a lot of these other platforms. But yes, the raw impressions. And look at this. I love the live audience that we have going here. So, uh, Mark, my good buddy Mark, who runs social media for a beautiful resort down in the Cayman Islands, he said, "This is what he said about Instagram. Raw impressions go goes to Instagram for sure. For engagement live, he uses Facebook, at least for the despina- the, the destination hospitality view. So for and for Mark, so Mark does." some amazing Facebook live does some behind the scene video content he does he has a vlog on YouTube and so he's using Facebook and Instagram as and this is a perfect idea right raw impressions raw views people that are scanning passively on Instagram for him um, is Instagram when he when he goes live on Facebook or to get that live core engagement he's on Facebook and that's a that's a beautiful resort destination location uh, in the hospitality industry so this is one of the things, and and if and this question just came in from Nazim uh, in uh, Italy. He said, if you had to just pick a max of three platforms, what would the three platforms be? Um, for me, it's pretty easy. It's it's the three that I've talked about the last two days. I would look at I would look at Instagram, I would look at Facebook, and I would look at Twitter. And Twitter might surprise people, but here's the thing about Twitter that is that people underestimate. People want real-time conversation, real-time news, and they search for things on Twitter that they don't know they don't like. Maybe on Twitter, I'm going to search you know, twi- travel destinations for the Cayman Islands. Well, all of a sudden, I'm going to see hashtags that are associated with the Cayman Islands. And then I'm going to click on the, the, the uh, hashtags for travel or the hashtag, for, hashtag Cayman Islands. And all of a sudden, I'm going to start creating conversations around that specific search. You're not doing that on Facebook. On Instagram, you might be doing it, but you're not doing that on Facebook. And so when I look at these platforms, I do look at Facebook and Instagram for building your core network and and Twitter for growing and leveraging the the overall community on social. And I see my buddy Dave there from, uh, from Iographer. He answered the question as well. And he said, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And so if anything, if you guys are watching this, what's up, Jennifer? Uh, Jennifer from the, the Weather Channel's in the house. What's up, Jennifer? Um, so here's the thing. 
It is really hard to grow your Facebook audience if the only place you're engaging on social network is Facebook. It's really hard to grow your Instagram audience if you're not using Instagram ads, if you're not using hashtags correctly, and you're not engaging on other people's posts on Instagram. It's really hard to gain to, to grow on Twitter if you're not putting time on there as well. So one of the things I want to hit home here on this episode as we wrap up this, this episode on Facebook and Instagram is it's all about time and and focus, but to me, this is one of the, the biggest pieces right here. I want is you have to understand the user behaviors happening on each one of these apps for your individual industry. For your industry, here's what I'm saying, right? And yes, Twitter, Twitter, uh, twi- Twitter uh, chats are also amazing. But here's the thing: if you're a hospitality industry, your your audience on Instagram is going to act differently than if you are an enterprise technology company. You know, I just took over Oracle's Instagram account uh, two weeks ago. Oracle gets a lot of engagement at their events and a lot of engagement on their content, but their content, their user interface, the way they even the hashtags they use, how often they post, that is completely different than a hospitality, a beautiful resort in the Cayman Islands, or the weather company doing the weather company, or maybe a, a title company that does you know title for real estate companies in Arizona. And this is what I really want people to focus on and remember, you know, like I talk about this a lot. Video is the future, right? 81% of internet traffic by 2020 will be video. But here's the thing to remember: video on Facebook is different than live video on Facebook. Video on Facebook is different than Instagram. Instagram, you get one minute, of course. On Facebook, you get up to 45 minutes. Video on LinkedIn is different than video on Facebook because you get 10 minutes and your audience is different. And the majority of people that are watching my video on LinkedIn are watching it on the browser versus the majority of people that are watching my video on Facebook are doing it via their mobile device. So these are all things, and I know this can get overwhelming, and I and I do have ADHD, and I am all over the place, but I am very passionate about about one thing. When you are posting on any of these social networks, especially video, I want you to ask yourself two things. What does success look like? What is success of this video when I'm posting it on Facebook or when I'm posting it on Instagram? And then the second thing I want you to ask yourself is, if I'm posting this right now, what do I think my audience is doing when they discover this content? So if I post right now, it's okay, it's 1230 on a Thursday on the East Coast. Therefore, on the West Coast of the United States, it's 930 a.m. It's the start of their morning. It's lunchtime here in the United States. In the UK, it's now uh, early evening. It's getting into their dinner time, right? For Australia, they're already asleep. They're, uh, you know, good night, Australia. So what I'm thinking about right now when I'm about to post is I say, okay, if I know that it's lunchtime for my current audience, what what kind of content would grab their attention at lunchtime? Because you know they have you know they have their hand on a giant chipotle burrito and they're scrolling with their other hand um, while they're trying to eat and get their one hour lunch. Or I know for Miss Jennifer Watson who's in here, it's it's her Chick fil A salad, right? Eating your Chick fil A salad while you're scrolling your Instagram feed. What kind of content would they would they like, right? Should I give a call to action when it's lunchtime on the East Coast and it's breakfast on the West Coast? Maybe not. Maybe you should. But these these are things that I want people to, to, to really think about. I got uh, Donald joining in from Denmark, which is one of my favorite countries in the world, uh, said it is dinner time over there in Denmark uh, when we're recording this live. But so when I you know kind of recap and bring this thing all full circle, 
I believe in Facebook. Uh, the, the user base is on Facebook. Facebook is not going anywhere. But you have to understand the value in Facebook. Facebook is for people that already know you, already like you, have already decided they want more content from you. So don't spam them with the same marketing crap that you put out on your email newsletter or on your website or on Twitter. Start customizing that knowing your Facebook audience has already likes you. They're already, they've already bought in. Give them something of value. Help them. Show you care about them, right? Instagram is you have the ability to grow on Instagram, but you need to use you need to use hashtags. You have to understand when you post on Instagram, what kind of content you post on Instagram. I've been testing a lot of video content on Instagram, and I've been disappointed on the engagement that I get on Instagram videos. So now I'm tweaking that, and I'm I'm doing Instagram videos in my stories, and I'm posting only pictures on my Instagram feed because I've noticed my Instagram feed is getting me a little bit more value there. So. All of these things are things to think about, but as a brand, as an entrepreneur, you must be on Facebook, you must be on Instagram, you must be using, you know, and I say must. It doesn't mean if you're not on there, your business isn't going to be successful, but if you want to be where your audience is and you care about having conversations with your community, you must be on these platforms. And I just, you know, we've already have, we have business owners that are, you know, I'm one that, you know, for my business is a little different, but we have Dave who's in here for my autographer. He sells a, a product. He sells multiple products. Products. He even has an online uh, a course and he has a book. Um, he says that he's, Instagram is massively valuable for his business, right? We got Mark who, who runs uh, a social for a resort company there in the Cayman Islands. And he's talking about Instagram's value and Facebook's value and, and the vlogging value. I, I have lots of you know, brand and entrepreneurs and uh, you know people that are in this right now that are looking at that right and how funny is it Jennifer who's watching who I who I was saying that's probably eating her salad uh, she said she's on lunch right now while she's watching this live broadcast right so that, that that's what I want you to think about so I do believe there's value I do believe the more time you spend engaging with your audiences on these channels the more value you'll get for your brands but you have to understand their user behaviors you have to you have to define what success looks like for you on that platform and then last but not least this is the thing I want you to focus on this market to where your business and your community is today while listening for where they're going tomorrow I don't believe everyone has to be on Snapchat, but there's a good chance a lot of your community, a lot of the people that influence the influencer are on Snapchat. And that's something you also have to take into account, right? Because for me, I might not have the event professionals that are hiring me to speak on my Instagram. They might not be even following me on Instagram, but guess who's following me on Instagram? Someone that works at that company. And whenever their boss says, hey, we're, we're going to launch an event here. We're going to do a workshop. Do you guys know of anybody you'd love to come speak at, your, at, at our workshop? That employee is going to now come to bat for me and say, man, Brian Fanzo shares all this value and he's so passionate. I bet he would be an amazing fit for our company. And that person ends up selling me to the event manager. And so this is how I look at Facebook and Instagram is I don't need to be talking to or with the person that swipes the credit card or sends or pays my invoice, but I need to be building rapport and, and engaging with my community so that the people that are watching can be my advocates that care about what 
I'm talking about and will sell things up the, up the chain. So guys, I love all this live engagement. I mean, this is one of the most commented feeds I've got in a long time um, uh, while I'm doing the live broadcast. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening uh, to this episode of FOMO Fans. This is episode 72. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, uh, there are 71 other episodes of this show. You can find us on all of your podcasting apps. Um, we are we. I do broadcast live here on Facebook Live and Periscope uh, every single week. Uh, my videos are posted up there on uh, YouTube as well. And then I syndicate my content to C-Suite TV, um, just in case you want to check it out there. Uh, the moral of the story for me is I don't want to make you come to me. I want to go to where you're at and provide value. And if you're listening to this episode right now, and you believe your audience is on Instagram or Facebook or the people that influence the people that are your customers are on Facebook and Instagram, I challenge you to spend time there, engage with people there, and then you will find massive business value. My name is Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans. Episode 72 is in the books. Cheers, my friends. Make it a great day. <laughs>